With the Urban Meyer saga put to bed at last, the Morning Blitz can now cast its gaze to other corners of the college football universe. And hey, look at that. We've got some weird stuff going on in College Station, Texas. It's August 24th. My name is Connor Tapp, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. Former Texas A&M football player Santino Martial transferred to Arizona this offseason following former Aggies head coach Kevin Sumlin to his new school. Martial is trying to become immediately eligible at Arizona, citing an NCAA rule passed in the spring of 2018 that allows players transferring for, quote, documented mitigating circumstances outside of the player's control to avoid having to sit out a year. Jason Shear of WildcatAuthority.com joins us now with the details. Jason, what are some of the most serious allegations that Martial has levied against Jimbo Fisher's coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a, a few of them. I, I think the biggest one, uh, there, there's two that probably stick out. The first one is that he's claiming uh, he injured his ankle, um, pretty bad injury. He wanted to be careful with it. And basically, uh, Jimbo Fisher and his training staff kind of told him not to worry about it. He kind of ignored the injury and, and didn't treat it the way uh, that he wanted it to be treated, um, and, and he's a guy that had hurt his foot previously, so he wanted to be pretty careful with it. And he basically felt Florida State, I'm sorry, Texas A&M, uh, didn't allow him to do that. And the other one occurred um, on a recruiting visit. He's claiming that an assistant coach gave him $300 to use for a, a kid that was an, on an unofficial visit, um, and, and basically that he witnessed assistant coaches kind of paying recruits in order to land them. Uh, those are probably the, the two biggest. Uh, there's some other minor things, but those are probably the two that, that kind of catch people's eyes. I know we're in the early days of not only this NCAA rule existing, but also the development of this story. That said, do you have any feel early on here for how strong Martial's case might be for actually getting this waived? I, I think he's going to wind up being eligible. I, I really do. I, I think with the Ole Miss rule, um, basically, is, is what I call it because that that's where it all started and Shea Patterson eligible at Michigan and all that. I think that Arizona feels that he'll eventually be eligible. They don't have an answer yet. Obviously, they'd they'd like one before the the season opener. But um, you know, I, I think that he feels uh, that he put a, a strong case, and it's basically the reason why the rule was invented. Uh, and so, you know, he's been practicing in practice with the second string linebackers and. If they felt he wasn't going to play, I, I don't think that he would be that high up on the, the fall camp depth chart. So uh, the general feeling is that he'll be eligible, but uh, you don't know for sure. Some people are kind of wondering if this rule has accidentally created an open season for players who wanted to transfer, being given an incentive to turn state's witness and get cleared right away when we know there's probably tons of NCAA violations going on anywhere. Uh, do you think that that's a legitimate concern? And I guess if so, is it necessarily a bad thing even? Yeah, you know, it's uh, to be blunt, I think that it's basically a mess if this kind of starts something because what you'll see is guys that basically if they want to transfer, they're going to turn on coaches. And then the reality is, like you mentioned, um, you know, the, the giving money for unofficial visits and stuff like that, I, I would assume that happens pretty much everywhere. I mean, every top 25 major school is, is doing that type of stuff. And all of a sudden, if you have a kid who's unhappy, you're going to say, well, you know, if you're that kid, you're going to say, well, I, I want to go play somewhere else. I'm going to do what I have to do. And um, is it bad? Maybe not if it forces change. But I think what happens is, um, you know, you'll see kids that 
maybe want to transfer and then they're turning in and now all of a sudden if you're the NCAA and you get one of these reports, you have to investigate everything. And if it kind of landslides from there, all of a sudden you have a bunch of schools being investigated and a bunch of disgruntled kids kind of making their case and, and turning on their school, basically. Jason Shear is publisher and senior editor of WildcatAuthority.com. You can find him on Twitter at Jason Shear. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. Don't get too excited, Aggies. We're not quite done with you yet. Almost nine months after Texas A&M announced Jimbo Fisher as its head coach, all of the I's have finally been dotted and the T's were finally crossed on Tuesday, making Fisher's 10-year, $75 million contract with the school official at last. Brian Peroni of Gigum 24-7 is on the line to help us understand what's going on here. Brian, I think most of us assumed this was already done back in December of last year. What's been the holdup? Yeah, you know, it's it's basically been done. I mean, I think we've known that $75 million, 10-year offer ever since he was announced. But with the contract at large, so many attorneys involved, and I can't see they're going over every single word. So uh, Mike Elko, the defensive coordinator, his contract is still not signed either. So both have just been working under those uh, memorandum of understanding. So, um Really, it's just, I, I just think it was back and forth with small little legal things. I mean, it was an agreement they had already come to about everything. There have been some strong reactions to some of the fine print in Fisher's contract, especially where it concerns uh, provisions for his buyout. Uh, what can you tell us about those details? Yeah, it, this was a little surprising and a little odd. Um, most coaches, especially, you know, ones that could possibly get hired elsewhere, where Fisher has been pursued a bunch recently, you know, LSU a couple times. Most of them have buyouts to where if another school hires them, the other school or the coach have to pay, you know, say Texas A&M back, but Fisher doesn't have any of that in his. If he decides to leave on his own, all he does is have to submit submit the request in writing and it's granted and he won't know anything about his contract. And also, if he is fired without cause, meaning not due to NCAA violation or, or illegal activities or anything like that, He's still owed all of the money on his contract, and if he gets another job, that doesn't mitigate a and at all. So a and will pay him that $75 million, you know, unless he quits or unless, uh, unless uh, you know, somehow he does something illegal or gets into the way rules. Uh, do you have any note? I know Fisher was somebody that they really targeted and really wanted to make sure they got, but even in that context, it seems so heavily in favor of the coach. Do you have any idea what their – thought process might have been in uh, having a having a contract that so heavily favors one party that notably isn't them. Yeah, well, I mean, Fisher was, he, he wasn't just like a target or, or a main target of theirs. He was the only target that A&M went after. It became pretty clear early in the season that Kevin Sumlin wouldn't be back. And, you know, things, negotiations, talks at least started after that, you know, pretty early in the season. And they wanted Fisher, and Fisher knew how much they wanted him. So, I think pretty much we we heard that basically he got everything he asked for. You know, you ask for ask for the moon and he got it. You know, A and M didn't want to risk not landing a big name coach whenever, you know, fans were excited about that and expecting a big guy. So I think they just gave in to all the demands, you know, because they wanted him wanted him in college station. And he had turned down L S U a couple of times previously, and other schools have come calling, so I think they were worried about that. Brian Peroni covers football recruiting for 24-7 Sports and Texas A&M for Gigum 24-7. You can find him on Twitter at Peroni247. Thanks, Brian.
I appreciate you having me on. The Morning Blitz is a daily podcast, so we'll be back in your feed on Monday morning breaking down the biggest college football stories of the day in a tidy 10 to 15 minute package. You can subscribe to The Morning Blitz on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.